guys, I'm Sharmari and this is Sumana. Welcome y'all to Criminal Vortex. This is a true crime podcast by two friends where we talk about true crime from all over the world and just, you know, sprinkling in a little bit of our Indian perspective. So yeah, I mean, today I do not know what Sumana is going to be talking about. I just know that there's some teenage teenage cannibal and I don't even know if I've heard this case before. So like hit I, me with that i don't think Please. um a lot of people have heard of this case at least i kind of stumbled over it while i was doing research for some other while i was doing the research for the sinadu case because like after after i heard it from you i just went back and i was like oh wow this is actually quite interesting because like given all the um, uh psychological things that we discussed in the thing in the in the case i wanted to go back and actually look into it so while I was doing that, I found this guy and boy, oh boy, yeah, <laughs> this is controversial. <laughs> I know, I know you're, you're going to have really strong opinions for this one. Me? I am so interested now. Okay. So uh, a quick disclaimer, everything that I'm going to say in this podcast and all the podcasts that we have mentioned, like we've done before. All the episodes, um, all of them are compiled from the internet. We do not claim their um, truth or anything. So uh, it's just stuff that we found on the internet and we're compiling it together for education purposes and mostly just for research purposes. Okay, so with that aside, um, let me present to you another <laughs> great case. From a Florida. <laughs> now, um, this case is about a 19-year-old college frat boy who killed and stabbed a couple in Jupiter, Florida in 2016. So this Ooh, is... Not long mm-hmm. back. Yes. So when he did that, he was 19. And as of the moment, he is 23. He's 23. Yeah, I'm bad at maths. Yeah, I just counted that <laughs> off my finger. <laughs> 19, <laughs> Okay. So it's 23 now. So given this case is... The cannibal part actually is that the authorities of um, Austin Harov said that he not only killed the couple, but bit the face of one of the victims. Hence the uh. cannibal part of it. So, with the headline out of the way, let's get into the case. A teenager was randomly accused of killing a couple and eating the face of the dying husband has been the alleged murderer and has been given a code date after three years. So, this was the first article that um, I stumbled through on Mirror. And this kind of caught my attention because three years... When there was no I hate how it's randomly. Yes, exactly. The wording is Uh weird. So, Austin, who was 19 at the time, was accused of killing Michelle Stevens and John Stevens outside of their home in Stewart, Florida, on August 15th, 2016, after he stormed out of a family dinner. So, police say that the former college student was believed to be high on a mixture of drugs. It's always college students, isn't it? Just, just stay, stay away from college students. They're always gonna kill somebody. Okay. 
well he was he was basically like a frat boy like if you look mm. through his pictures he was a very muscular guy he was a muscular dean like he looks like the pretty white boy that you would see in riverdale <laughs> uh. Uh, no so the weirdest part here is he was apparently growling like a dog as he chewed off the face of 15 59 year old john so 59. the accuser he chewed on the face of 59 year old john and he was reportedly stripped down in his underwear and exhibiting an abnormal strength according to attending officers now pertaining to the ab- abnormal strength part i've heard that like i've read it on um, on reddit <laughs> no fun on reddit so i yeah, sure 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 <laughs> no fun on reddit okay <laughs> so i've read it there that It, it, people kind of there is a small popularity that believes that this was a demonic possession a shadow of nature and he was running from a uh, from a demonic entity Daimon. called daniel <laughs> and i'm and i'm very concerned <laughs> i'm very concerned for the people who think all of all the names they could choose for a demon is daniel <laughs> No, it's Daniel. <laughs> But it was Still, <laughs> Daniel out of all the names, Daniel. Oh God! That is. Oh, I I don't think that if I were to come up with a demon name, I would name it Daniel. I know it's not. It's not very uh, thing. It's not very creative, is it? It's not. <laughs> so, um, he claimed that he sees demonic hallucinations and felt like. he felt godlike when he committed the gruesome murders so what actually happened now getting to the the bones of the case i don't know what the exact <laughs> word is okay <laughs> none of my vid- none of my videos are ever scripted cuz i don't know how scripts work okay i just sit down write down some random notes and highlight some things and i hope that things are gonna turn out well okay so austin harof was at a family dinner and then he stormed out after he started acting abnormal which his family mentions that he was acting mm-hmm. abnormally and he was acting strange so this is so annoying cuz it was alleged that one of the officers tried to warn the defendant off with a handgun while the other okay. used an electric stun gun on him but he still okay. wouldn't let go of mr steven's face so what yes so he was he did this completely unprovoked just so you guys know uh-huh. he did this completely unprovoked he just um, randomly like the word randomly was used appropriately for once which was um, for once Yes, I know. Like every time they use randomly, it's just like, oh yeah, the, they were they were having a stroll in the park, and randomly the serial killer attacked. It's not random. <laughs> He planned it. <laughs> It's serial killer. <laughs> okay, so the couple were uh, beaten and stabbed to death. The knife was found and was taken into custody. Um, Harif faced. two charges of first degree murder and one charge of attempted first degree murder related to fisher now fisher was the neighbor 
who came and tried to help, like try to get um, Austin off of them. But okay. Austin also hurt him. Like he took a bottle and like, sliced it across his face. Ah, there are a lot of. So you got um, attempted murder. Yes, attempted murder for Fisher. And on um, on June seventeenth, the trial for Stevens' murder was started. Mm-hmm. Um, so according to Judy Bruce, the sister of Michelle Stevens, to teach uh, to the magazine uh, to the website TC Palm. He said, Austin is a monster and he deserves mm-hmm. to pay with his life. Or at a minimum, be locked up in prison for the rest of his life. But again, we have no control over that. So you see how everything is just so hopeless all throughout this. Right. Like it just feels like two people randomly getting attacked by a college student right. who was on drugs. Mm-hmm. But this was the story Vietnam. that I at first thought was also the case. So I saw an interview uh, on YouTube and his high school um, classmate, Oliver Joseph, said that he attended Suncoast High and FSU with Austin. And Austin was a very shy high school freshie, but that changed uh, with the involvement in sports and popularity. And because he was so shy and he didn't have much friends before that, he probably couldn't handle it. Like if you uh, see his pictures, he's like the typical frat boy. And you know that he's into sports. <clears throat> so yeah, that's... Yeah, I mean, I saw a few pictures of him and I saw a picture of him with a dog. Like, no. No, please. Ew, no, get away please. from that poor, poor puppy. Yeah, exactly. Please, please refrain from touching anything that walks on four legs and pretend you are one for the love of God. <laughs> so moving forward um, <clears throat> Harap was charged with the murder and after the police uh, said that he brutally killed a couple with a machete outside their home yes there was a machete involved oh but there is uh, the, the the picture of a knife mm-hmm. yes as evidence in one of the articles. So I'm a bit confused over that. But yeah, uh, exactly. there is a lot of mentions of a machete outside. Mm-hmm. So after this, a state-hired psychologist, Dr. Gregory Landrum, uh, said that Harif was legally insane when he killed John Stephen and his wife, Michelle Mishkon, in August 2016, according to newly revealed court documents. So this was um, in March 5th, 2020. So this is very recent. Mm. Not very recent. I mean, like that's a year ago. <laughs> almost yeah. about a year ago. Yeah, almost. But like that's pretty recent though. Before all this happened. Yes. <laughs> Before the lockdown hit us. Okay. <laughs> so a 12-page psychological report were in detail of the chaotic uh, episode of events that led up to what happened when Harif murdered Stephen uh, the 59-year-old Lance Kripper and his wife, 53-year-old Michelle Mishkon. So, uh, Dr. Landrum said that due to the absent evidence of drug usage and observations made by the first responders, it is reasonable to conclude that Mr. Harif was experiencing a decompensated mental state associated with emerging mood or thought disorder resu- resulting to an acute psychotic episode. Acute. According to this, 
the absent evidence of drug use. This man said that Austin was not on drugs when he committed this. And? He was not on drugs. He was completely sober when he did this. Okay, okay. That's your point. Okay. He was I'm not. So <laughs> yes, he was. I thought you were saying that, okay, since he's not on drugs, this was demons. And I was this podcast needs to end right now. Han, if I ever tell you it's demons, if I ever tell you it's demons, you can lock me in your basement forever, throw the key in the ocean, never open and don't feed me. He added that as a result of his con- uh, condition, it is opined that Mr. Haruf was unable to distinguish right from wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> sure thing, sir. When uh, Sheriff's deputy arrived at the murder scene, they found Haruf on Stephen chewing his face, as we have discussed earlier before. It took a numerous deputies shotgun bites from the dog to pull him off. Prior to the attack, uh, Haruf recalled feeling invincible after putting on a Michael Vick jersey after dog spirits told him to put it on. This was in the wow. document. This was in the 12-page document by Dr. Lanham, um, the psychological report that was presented in the case. Mm-hmm. No, but like, uh, you know, when you think about it, I kind of believe what the officer is saying, that he was in that psychotic state and he really didn't understand what he was doing. Not that I'm excusing what he did. Mm-hmm. Because even after um, the police tried to subdue him, he wouldn't, you know back off you know yeah probably and because i think this a psychotic state yeah he was in a psychotic state <clears throat> and uh yeah i mean obviously i'm not saying that he doesn't deserve to be in prison for the rest of his life but maybe not prison but a psychiatric institute would i don't know there was also a knife found near the murder scene so i think there was more mm. than one weapon involved yeah, yeah, yeah I it's it's pretty much that it's not premeditated. That's that's for sure. I yeah yeah yeah. Because these guys didn't sure. have any relation to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a bit of backstory <clears throat> as to how it actually took place. Uh, he visited a restaurant with his father on the day of the killing and stated that he felt as if time was standing still, and like he was the Grim Reaper. Why? You just went to eat. This is so dramatic. Sorry, this is so dramatic. You just went for lunch, dude. Yeah, like you food, sitting, come back. Why do you have to be a grim reaper? And you're waiting and all of a sudden your order doesn't come and you're like, I I'm feel like reaper. I feel like time is standing still and I'm like the grim reaper. As soon as the pizza is or the pizza or the burger is placed in front of him, it's like, yeah, yeah. time's moving fine. <laughs> time's moving fine now. With the way, with the, who said that? <laughs> <laughs> Harif said that he heard voices in his head that said, I am sin, I am in control. He remembered holding a machete and stabbing a woman and a man before blacking out and waking mm-hmm. up in the hospital, according to the document. FBI lab results sure. found no evidence of illicit drugs in Harif's mm-hmm. system, except THC. THC is... Except used, what? Except THC. Okay. So THC is a medical drug. Um, mm-hmm. According to the findings, it is recommended that if the court finds that Mr. Harif meets the criteria for legal sanity at the time of offense, consideration mm-hmm. should be given to his involuntary commitment to secure a forensic state hospital as he's mentally ill. Mm-hmm. And because of the illness uh, is manifested dangerously upon himself or others. 
but if you look at the pictures uh, of him on the crime scene like his arrest pictures he does kind of look very very uh, out of it out of it yeah, yeah. it it doesn't look like he's is okay you know like obviously yeah, i'm not saying that everybody right. who kills is supposed to have a grin on their face that's just pure psychopathy no, but it's like a a weird look in his eyes and he just it's it doesn't look like he's in reality or in touch he's with very reality passed at the out. moment he looks like he's very passed out and something else is like controlling its body hence the demonic possession comes back this is such yeah. a recurring uh, theory in this case that at some point you do kind of have to consider it thinking no, i don't that this That's guy didn't even have drugs on him yeah so yeah so it's some the human mind is pretty much capable of doing all of this without have without being possessed by demons so like no right? <laughs> by demons also Dime this bomb. guy went on a dr phil uh, interview which was not aired oh he did he did yes uh it was not aired like officially but mm-hmm. i did watch the whole thing it was very difficult to sit through the whole thing cuz he was crying a lot and i have a trigger towards people crying like i i just end up feeling bad for them and i just don't want to mm-hmm. do that for a killer so right. i'm like oh god this is bad so two months after the attack uh, he appeared on a dr phil tv show and claimed that he was fleeing from a demon called daniel when he crossed paths with the stevens so he's the one who mentioned it right it's like it's it's almost like you know who's your best friend daniel that's my demon bro <laughs> or like who who's the kid walking past me right now daniel yeah that's the demon that possessed me like out of all the names that you could have chosen for a demon you choose daniel seriously he's a jock son what kind of creativity do you expect from a jock and at least when it comes to demons man don't insult demons by calling them with a very very simple name i'm sure the demon wouldn't want to be called daniel call them goat man it- <laughs> All my all my unsolved fans rise. <laughs> Spam the comments please. Oh god. Okay. So, uh he told Dr. Phil that he doesn't remember much of the attack. Unlike a lot of other killers, he showed a lot of emotion. He was crying, he was very apologetic and he's like these are my personal uh observations. He was also like he looked very dissociated. Like oftentimes he would just stare in the distance and just like what the hell. I was like what's going mm-hmm. on? But not to be like this is armchair psychologist, but um I just think he shouldn't be in the general public cuz it seems like yeah, there's something also. about him that he just cannot control and he's very scared of himself. Like he did mention it a lot of times that I don't want this to happen. I never wanted to do this. I don't know how it did. I don't remember anything. And he said, "Why like why do you think this happened?" And he said, "Well, if I knew, I would tell you." And you know that he's That's very creepy. you know that he's very scared. He's very very terrified. Like you could see mm. it in his face. If you go through uh these interviews that I'm talking about, a lot of this case uh could easily be uh looked into just by looking at the interview. Like you see a first-hand um way of how this guy thinks and he just doesn't look like someone who would sit down and write down in his diary how he wants to kill people no he Good. just he just lost it you know he just kind of lost it he didn't know what he was doing and like um he he also apologized to the family and he cried in a very weird way like 
uh, there was a part where um, a, like I did read a lot of comments going, "Well, they are crocodile tears. He's not crying for real. That ain't that ain't cries." I and don't. He think about this. He was diagnosed with schizophrenia, and he claims that he has amnesia. He doesn't remember anything. You know, like the whole thing that he said. I remember that I stabbed someone with a machete, but I don't remember what I did after that. Like the whole eating the face thing. He doesn't remember that. He just woke up in the hospital. So uh, <clears throat> he. But like, you the, know, what if he's like. What if he's saying all of this just to come off as uh, insane and not be, you know, not have a trial? What if that's the case? Well, um, looking more into that, actually, uh, when they were getting like, uh, there was a a TV interview where he, like, the transcripts were released of what Mm -hmm. he said. So uh, there was a mention of him saying, kill me, kill me. I deserve it or something. He did want to die. Yeah. But like those are words, aren't they? Like Okay, so the reason he was hospitalized, the reason he woke up in the hospital was because uh like he was in the hospital for two months after that. Mm-hmm. He had ingested an unknown chemical in the Stevens garage, which burnt his ESOF, I guess. Yeah. I know. What? I don't think it was part of his plan. Like this, this whole thing is so weird because there was no it's premeditation. He God, didn't even want to die. Like he was. This is so difficult. Y- yes, I told you this case is gonna make you have so many strong opinions. There's a lot of different ways to look at it, and I don't know. So the tra- the trial will commence on June 17, 31 months after the alleged murders took place, and this was. Uh, in Jan 2019, this mm-hmm. update was. So now he's already on yeah. trial, right? So Robert Watson, head of criminal defense attorney, said that through his, uh, although his client may have experimented with drugs before, he was not a chronic user and that the negative test drugs uh, test proved that he had a mental breakdown on that fateful night. Like he didn't have drugs in his system. Right. So yeah, that that's one thing that happened. Uh, he also denied ever using steroids. He said never, never, ever tried it once or hallucinogenic, hallucinogenic drugs, hallucinogenic mm-hmm. drugs. God, that's such a mouthful. <laughs> Such as flaca or bath salts. Wait, bath salts is a hallucinogenic drug? I thought they were just bath salts. Oh God, my life is ruined now. <laughs> now maybe there's something else with that. Like a nickname or something. Yeah, I think it's a nickname. Harif said that it uh, it's like it happened, but I wasn't aware of it at the time. I don't know. I don't know. If I knew, I'd tell you. See, this is what I said. Like, this is what he told. Oh, God. This is so difficult because, like, a part of me doesn't believe him and a part of me does. And it's like, oh, this is difficult. I told you, this case is going to make you have so many strong opinions. Like, either you don't know, either you don't believe, or either you don't just believe his um, mental plea. Because, like, the thing is, it's so easy to come off as someone who's mentally insane. All you have to do is, like, act like you're all out, all out of it. You don't remember what happened, blah, 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 and be all apologetic. And that's it. 
like the public's going to believe you but like the medical team so, has said that he is uh, schizophrenic and he's currently being treated for schizophrenia in Martin County jail so okay then that's okay uh, he is faced two counts of first degree murder burglary of a dwelling with assault or battery while armed and one count of attempted first degree murder with a weapon mm-hmm. cuz he did kill someone so right Yeah. Also, uh he wrote himself a letter on January 6, 2014, which was mm-hmm. very early and he said self identity investigation. The way I see myself may or may not have been different from the way others see me. I view myself as happy, shy, nice, positive and I never give up. I view myself as happy because usually I have very few things to feel sad or depressed about. One of the main things I dislike about myself is that I I'm shy and I want to be more confident and assertive. I'm not that okay. shy around my close friends because after I get to know some someone I'll start to open up to them. More mm-hmm. I also see myself as nice because I will go out of my way to help people. I'm usually not very mean unless someone or something has made me angry. I also don't ever give up when I'm in difficult situations like if I'm not doing well in school. So he wrote a couple of letters to himself right but like after you read these this was in like January 6 2014 mm-hmm. so this was 3 years before he committed the murder okay so self identity investigation that's what he titled the letter as how old was he that time like He was 19 when he committed it so he was um, oh, okay so he's 16 or something yeah so 16 like 16 year old um uh Austin was already having problems with his identity like of course all of us at 16 didn't know who we were right obviously <clears throat> we didn't know what we wanted to become we didn't know what we aspired to be but all of us did have this sense of uh, I'm an I'm a nice person I'm doing great and the fact that he says that I have very few things to feel sad or depressed about kind of gives you an idea that he wasn't really on this track. He didn't see himself that he would do this. So what yeah, happened maybe, that made him snap? Yeah, but like maybe it's because he started seeing signs in himself like something is wrong and that's why he says I don't really have many things to be sad about so then why is this happening to me, right? I don't I don't I don't think this is uh this could be an early sign of him trying like the denial part of him exactly that's what I'm trying to say so he's like seeing things um you know seeing that there's something different about me and something that I can't control and something that's putting me into a very I don't know melancholy mood or something like a depressed mood and I think what he's trying to say in his letter is that I'm actually a very nice person and i'm not mean to people mm-hmm. and i don't have many things to be sad about but still this is happening to me and i don't understand why so uh, even even after that he keeps mentioning that he doesn't remember why or how he killed the couple he has like no idea that's difficult to fathom Also during the trial thing uh like the the way he said that he wants to get an attorney he d- didn't really say that out loud he signed 
it like he wrote it down in a paper why would he do that cuz he doesn't want to talk no no verbal thing to use against him oh. also when he was arrested and he was kept in like his parents called him like this is mm-hmm. this is the part that kind of i don't know i'm just like putting the information out there as for you to judge cuz i don't know what to think at this point um he his when his parents called uh he actually said like to his dad that can you can you get me magazines and he said what what magazines do you want and he said well muscle magazines stuff like that you know anything that i would like and i said sure mm-hmm. so i don't know how to feel about that i don't know i i think that's him kind of um still not being he's still in denial cuz he so uh, his his youtube videos portray him as an all american teen living a healthy life but um, i i don't know <laughs> like how did he turn into this uh, this cannibal killer dude less than an hour after leaving a restaurant he just attacked a person who were lounging in their garage he just goes and like fucking stabs them this is so steven michaels died from blunt force trauma and the husband was uh, brutally stabbed and the face parts of it was bitten off uh, there was chunks of john's face and abdomen which was bit off oh yeah. someone someone like like the whole thing like if you watch the videos like if you read the transcripts by cnn of what actually happened mm-hmm. it's so heartbreaking cuz even they i think they figured out that like this guy is out like he has to be subdued they brought canines to subdue him oh god <laughs> that's, that's they insane. they brought canines to bite him in order to get him to like he was two months in the hospital trying to like get well trying to fix his injuries from the dog bites from the esophagus chemical burns so what what was that about i didn't understand that what was that about he actually uh, didn't attack them outside their house he attacked them in their garage right so i think while something he probably while biting them or something they knocked over something and he ingested it somehow a bird a bird esophagus it's probably like bleach or something like you can actually burn your esophagus through bleach you know that right yeah i was thinking acid of some t- some sorts yeah exactly anything bleach is an acid yeah yeah so probably something just fell off and this guy just went out of his way and licked it or whatever i don't know or what if it was before killing them So uh, Austin was in a critical non-responsive state after he was taken in and his father says uh, liver and lung are in failure possibly because of the unknown chemical that his son may have ingested while he was in the victim's okay. garage right okay okay uh, so yeah that's also a lot of things and he said well a lot of people don't realize that when someone is in a manic state that's when they're more likely to commit suicide if they have bipolar disorder not depressed not depressed but manic they'll do something impulsive that seems crazy like ingesting turpentine or something in somebody's garage yeah what if it was like 
No, that doesn't make sense. I was gonna say that maybe he tried to kill himself, but that doesn't make sense. He, why would he do that unless he... I don't know, I feel like after a murder, when you try to kill yourself, the murderer, like the person, the victim has to be someone you've known. Otherwise, you know, it doesn't make sense that you're going to kill yourself. So, no. So, Jenna Kravitz, who was a neuropsychologist, said in an interview that um, with the reports of Dr. Drew, uh, like with the reports, uh, she thinks that this young man may have had a psychotic break before or even had a diagnosis of schizophrenia that was untreated and which increased the risk of uh, suicide attempts oh. hence the this thing absolutely like the so, father of the suspect says that the son was suicidal the day of the attack and he says that his son showed him a pocket knife and said something bizarre quote i'll protect you dad they're out to kill you there you go and Oh, these are like some uh, like these are uh, signs like paranoia is connected to schizophrenia. Yeah. So, yeah, 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 yeah. <clears throat> like he's a male under thirty. He is a high achiever. He's got high IQ and potential, and he did ingest something after the brutal attacks. So he may have some insight or awareness of the impact of the schizophrenia in his life over this part, right? Yeah, like that's what the uh, that's what Jean Kravitz had to say um, because uh, like I'm quoting all of this because oftentimes people in psychosis or dealing with schizophrenia don't want to live like that that's why the suicide risk is higher because you constantly oh. keep hearing noises right so like obviously that's gonna that's gonna put up a uh, so that's why like his dad was trying to set up the insanity defense like, his dad hired two lawyers in order to get his son out. So, did he or did he not get the insanity plea? No. He is currently under uh, medical care for schizophrenia. Okay. He's getting treated for that. That's, that's good. Yeah, I mean, his parents failed him. That's what I feel like. Because if they knew, like, if they knew that he had an underlying issue of schizophrenia, they knew that. The father knew that. Like, he did say that out loud, that his son said something like that. And maybe if he said it then and showed a pocket knife to him, doesn't mean that there's going to be, like, there were not cases like that before. Come on. Yeah. The father's not saying it, it right now. Yeah. I don't know. I, honestly, I have... I don't know what to say because I'm not... So, you know, like, uh, how the insanity plea was set up? It's because... Um, like lining up all the factors he talks about how a block before his son like this is the father's point of view okay he talks about how a block before his son got to the victims he took off his shorts he was walking in just his underwear he also put it out there that his son severed his thumb before he got to the garage where the victims were saying that he was already trying to harm himself this is like his father's perspective Right. But the police corrected him and said that he cut his thumb when he was in the garage during the time he was stabbing the victims. So as we know that you use a knife to stab people and your hand can easily slip with the blood and you end up cutting yourself. And the police says that that's how he ended up cutting his uh, uh, thumb. So this was uh, Looney Combs, who was the attorney. Right. This is her Mm. point of view. So, yeah, I guess, you know. Uh, there is there is a lot you can actually read into the cases. A lot of uh, um, 
stuff has been out and they've been talking a lot. He had probably ingested something which was caustic in the, uh, which caused the erosion in his esophagus. He was in the ICU. And he said that we hear people trying to interpret that uh, they were hearing about this kid in the ICU right now and bleeding from his esophagus. So that's not enough cause, you know. There, there would be persistent bleeding mm-hmm. of that. Maybe, maybe he passed out because of that. Maybe, yeah. like if he had liver, if he has liver failure, there's also gonna be bleeding because of the esophagus bleeding and the final stage of really dying from shock, you know. Because wow. so this case, he did a, a lot of inner damage to himself. Oh God. Uh... So I the mean, family is getting damaged and the liver getting damaged. He for sure drank something. Yeah, obviously he did, I think. And like now considering that the family is coming out with new facts of schizophrenia, which runs in the family, like they didn't treat him. Oh God. They <laughs> waited oh, no. for the, the trial to come in. Like I, this is what, this is what I meant when I said that these guys failed him. He was a shy kid. He was, he was good at sports he was already <coughs> struggling through all this and it apparently runs in the family why don't you get your son checked no, if you if you exactly then you should have to get, oh, if no. it runs in your family you know what are the symptoms probably oh, yeah i hate i hate blaming parents but like i have to i'm really sorry i'm really sorry the son kind of feels like he's scared of himself at this point he's very scared he's he's scared of the monster he's become and he was very confused and his father knew. Like, his father set up two people to set free his son. Even in the call transcripts, he tells his son that, uh, I love you, son. Don't worry about this. I'll get you out. And he's like, please, dad, I'm scared or something. Oh, God. This is heartbreaking. Like, it just oh, feels God. like they know that there's something wrong with him. Because, of course, if your son is killed and he's the only suspect and you know he's done it, but then deep down somewhere, you know, he didn't do it on his own will. That's when you're going to try and protect him, right? Right. Yeah. I know he's your son. Wow. But still. Like mental illness in this <sighs> particular case is such a... Also, one interesting fact was that when the police did come to him, he gave them a false name and a false ID. Like if he had a mental illness, he had to prove that he didn't understand right from wrong, which is the interesting fact because he did this, right? And this shows that he probably knows what he did was wrong and he was avoiding being caught, you know? And there's also this very weird thing that people say and providing to people, like, I'm not on drugs, I'm not on drugs. He kept saying that when he was getting arrested. And days before oh, this happened, uh, he posted on internet uh, saying, I don't, I don't need to do drugs. Like when the police got there, one of the first thing he said was, go ahead, drug test me. You're not going to find anything in this system. In my system. like That's weird. It just, like, I That's want to really believe that he, he did this and he knew he was doing it wrong. But then something in me just, you know, this no, case, I, I, this like case I researched this case for about uh, how many days? How many days have I been stalling you for? 
since that last episode dude yeah i've been stalling you since then cuz i was so into the research like i lost sleep over this episode okay oh god like i like i don't know if you can see it but i have like 10 pages of notes here <laughs> every website everything that i need to say cuz this case took my head flipped it to 360 and then just said now think yeah 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 i mean in the i ha i'm just so speechless because in the beginning of the episode i was like no dude there's no possible it's not possible that you know he didn't understand what he was doing but now i'm like no obviously he didn't know what he was doing i know this is like why... if, it, if it runs in his freaking family if he's writing letters himself from the age of 16 and if his if he's like pulling out a pocket knife and saying to his dad i'm going to protect you from those people and then he goes out and murders these people and has no drugs in his system and he's visibly out how do you possibly say that he knew what he was doing exactly. and there was i mean i mean just, there is a question like if is this a psychotic break a mental illness or was it caused by drugs that he took like we know that we got the toxicology report which said that he didn't have any like he didn't have uh, uh, what meta metafetamine or marijuana in his system but then what if he took both of them before <laughs> no i don't know no i i don't think so i don't think so like there are a lot of clips of him which damaged his health before like yeah. where they're going to no, be used in come the- on man he's a 19 year old how is he going to know what he's supposed to say and not say to sound uh you know not guilty or like this insanity. is going to be such a difficult question for the jury because like you, you see it's difficult to just understand whether he did this willing, willingly voluntarily or he just ended up doing this because he was having a mental break but you can't necessarily claim that this is the like he's going to get the insanity plea right right but like if you did this willingly it's part of your choice like you did this right hmm. the fact that he says that he is not on drugs that shook me to the core cuz i was like bro <laughs> I'm trying to laugh cuz I've cried on this case before okay cuz I was confused yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no 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 this I is was, I'm not I'm not like all laughing cuz uh, see I'm stuttering cuz I'm so confused over what to think about this case like this case I've researched it for so long I've gone into each and every detail I've watched like hour long videos of this uh, guy and just trying to figure out like I even wrote down uh, notes like He, he cries claims that he's having amnesia weird ap- apologetically cries question mark question mark so mm-hmm. i was so confused over this case and oh, there is a cnn ka entire uh, this thing transcript of one of their uh, interviews so if you read through that you get to know a lot of things right like the mm-hmm. father did say that his son had a psychotic break but he did not believe that there were drugs behind the attack so mm-hmm. you know the dad is so supportive <laughs> towards the whole thing i have a bit yeah i mean mm, like obviously if he, if he is the dad and he's decided to side with his son he will say things like that like he didn't bite the victim's face or he didn't do drugs 
his statement that statement is the dad's statement right like he's he's probably in shock contradicting that whether his son has done that right or maybe it's because he already knows that schizophrenia runs through uh the family like and... he stabbed the witness the witness ran away this is this is the fisher guy the the neighbor right yeah, yeah like he stabbed that witness the witness got away he knew that the police were on his way and continued to stick with eating the victim he could have run away right he could have done yeah. something but he he stayed at the scene like obviously you stabbed one of the victims the victims got away and you saw that he knew it but still he wouldn't leave the victim oh i i don't believe that he was he did this like this is not purposeful behavior if you know what i mean exactly exactly i know this is I going am, to be I'm difficult with... to prosecute <laughs> yeah exactly all the best to the judges and the jury so what was the final verdict there is no final verdict yet this case was this case went into trial around march okay around uh, june so i guess it's going to be uh, way more dragged out so i'll keep my eyes out for whatever happens next and in probably some case ka end mein i'll give you updates on what happens cuz i'm very invested in this case and i guess even charvari is so so expect some more uh, details on austin harif and this was the case today so let us know what you guys think about this case dms or probably uh, let us know like probably we'll do a q and a session we'll do a q and a episode sometime with all of your questions on all of our cases and we can actually yeah. sit down and discuss uh yeah no uh i think the best way to discuss this would, would be if you guys could uh, share this episode on your stories and like put your theories out there so that we can collectively see everyone's exactly. and kind of compile them yeah. and maybe talk about it in a episode yeah like have a separate episode for this Right. maybe a separate yeah. episode or at the end of or at the beginning of an episode we'll probably let you guys know what's going on and yeah definitely yeah this case is very confusing it kind of makes you question a lot of things and overall i think uh it was one of the most heartbreaking cases for me to uh, it is cuz i'm 18 i'm turning 19 pretty soon but um i mean this guy just sounds like such a child when he's talking i really mm-hmm. urge you guys like those who are actually interested to go and check this out cuz it's going to be such a heartbreaking journey to actually go out and check this out cuz the way he talks might be a bit uh, weird in the beginning like he does sound very out of it i don't know if he, if that's how he normally talks but then the dr phil interview which is very readily available is he just sounds so out of it like he still doesn't know if he's done that when he cries and says if i knew i would tell you it broke my heart into two and i've never felt yeah. like this for anybody especially someone who's murdered someone you know exactly my heart goes out to all the family members who are affected uh, both the both the victims families um they oh my god they didn't they don't nobody deserves it it was so random and i'm really hoping that all of you guys could uh, 
just be you know think about this let us know give us some interaction probably hope you guys like this i put a lot of effort and time into this a lot of sleep a lot of tears physically and yeah i hope i could intrigue you this week sure this was like my the thing like i didn't do a funny case this time i did laugh a lot during a uh, soap lady cuz i mean come on it's soap and the way she talked was just exactly. like so obnoxious but this guy is so heartbreaking that's why i started off with a very chill start like you know he started even and stuff and then you laughed yeah exactly. that was like, good cuz we got into a very no but the fact that i love about this episode was i mean i started the beginning saying you know like there's no way that he couldn't have known what was happening mm-hmm. and he's just playing this insanity defense thing mm-hmm. and now i'm like dude obviously he has a mental illness yeah and like the right thing to do is put him into a mental institution and his family and not failed him. put him That's into a I prison like. where yeah it's i think it would be horribly wrong and a failure on the part of the uh, justice system if they put him into a prison for the rest of his life cuz that is not what where he deserves to be he doesn't deserve to be in the middle of you know hardened criminals bro he's so scared of himself that broke my heart so much when he started crying honestly do know i really need to know your opinions on this please please let us know on your stories dms yeah i really want to i really wanted to cover this case because uh first i was intrigued by it second i don't know i really wanted sure i wanted to freak her out a little bit make her lose <laughs> some sleep she is going to lose some sleep i can promise you guys yeah, that she'll lose a lot of time thinking about this case cuz that's yeah. the kind of people we are <laughs> and i hope you guys can think a little bit uh, more about the whole mental illness thing please take care of yourselves your mind is a mystical place um if you're not feeling good or something please seek help try talking to people try talking to um someone you know like a friend or something right okay so hope you guys enjoyed this and thank you so much for listening and we hope you keep listening we hope that you can tell all your friends about it so that the word spread till very tiny and yeah we're hitting 100 subscribers subscribers oh God, 100 yes. followers soon on spotify that is insane oh, so thank you so much we're just a oh month old <laughs> yeah man we're going to be we're going to be 2 months old on jan 14th which is also my best friend's birthday yeah so that's nice and uh, he's probably not even listening to it thank you so much uh, for listening thank you so much for uh, sharing your time with us this was amazing you guys are amazing honestly and yeah hope you guys tune in next week yes <laughs> and, and i think next week is going to be the both of us talking about a case so that's nice yeah um so yeah bye